What up? It's me, Sean O'Connor from the Your Two Dads podcast. That's right, it's Sean O'Conn's, a.k.a. the O'Conn Man, a.k.a. Nugget. What up, Nugget Nation? I'm here to talk to you about ShipStation. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. Where's the pain? I don't know. Up to you. It's time-consuming, expensive, so many carriers to choose from. How do you know you're making the best choice? That's why you need ShipStation.com. Listen... I live in LA, and when you live in LA, you gotta hustle. And one of, I have many jobs, but one of my favorite jobs that I do is I go around to like restaurants and hip areas, see if there's any celebrities eating, and then I steal their partially eaten food, and then I sell it on eBay. And ShipStation, and ShipStation is helping me out with that. It helps you get your orders out quickly, you save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. You need your customers happy when you're selling a piece of sourdough toast that Harry Styles nibbled on. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, eBay, again, I'm selling partially eaten food by celebrities. ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. And when you have a customer fan base like mine, where they're just buying partially eaten food, you need to find the best shipping solution. I'll say it right now. I love shipping with ShipStation. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. And right now, your two dads listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use offer code 2DADS. That's T-W-O-D-A-D-S. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in 2DADS. T-W-O-D-A-D-S. That's ShipStation.com. Then enter offer code 2DADS. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hello and welcome to Your Two Dads. I'm one dad, Sean O'Connor. With me, as always, is Julian McCullough, except he's not with me right now. I don't know even what what he's doing or why he's not here. I hope he's okay. If you're listening right now, Julian, text message me. Tell me you're all right. It feels like we're feuding or something right now when you're not here. But um, in this episode, uh, in the interview, I should tell you, I'm only here for the first part. And that's because I had to go back to work. I have been working so much lately. I've been working like 16 to 17 hour days trying to create a late night show. It debuted this week. It's called A Little Late with Lily Singh. It's been really fun, really exciting. I I feel like a dad while I'm there because I have a whole writing staff that looks up to me. I don't know if they actually look up to me, but... They definitely ask me a lot of questions and see if they're doing stuff right. And I'm the kind of dad who goes, it's perfect. And then the world will be like, that wasn't perfect. But that's the beauty about being a dad is you can just lie to kids. Um, It's very awkward to be here alone. I don't know what to do. Uh, I mean, how am I dadding, you ask? Well, I'm going to ask you how you dad in. So please stop whatever you're doing. If you're in your car, just slam on the brakes and just yell out how you dad in. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
man, how am I dadding? Oh, it's been interesting. I've been working like 17 hour days. And uh, so I haven't really even seen my child un- unless it's on the weekend. And he's like fully grown up without me. Well, they're watching. Like he just weighs more. He uh, keeps saying the word cock. He means clock, but he just keeps saying it. And I keep going like clock. And then he goes cock. And it's it's uh, it's like a filthy Abbott and Costello routine. It's pretty great. Uh, but I've never done one of these intros alone, so this is awkward as hell. How are you doing, Coach T? I'm doing well, man. Oh, man, Coach T's doing good. Uh, you know what? I'll give out a dad of the week. Ooh, who is our dad of the week this week? Let me just put it in. The dad of the week this week is a dad named Chris Crutchley, who's unable to eat chocolate now, uh, making one million pounds from brand he created in his kitchen. So this is a dad who is a chocolate millionaire, and he can't eat chocolate anymore. And I'm giving him, that sounds weird, right? It sounds like I just Googled dad and then put in the 24-hour filter. And that is what I did, but this was the third result. The other two were about Kim Kardashian's letter to Robert Kardashian and then a dad and rape. That guy doesn't seem like he's the number one dad. So I'm going to give it to the chocolate dad. He uh, basically, he, he made his fortune with chocolate and then he had to give up eating chocolate because it was too unhealthy. And if there's anything more dad than giving something up, I don't know what it is. That's what I like about dads, the sacrifices they make. Am I doing verbal gymnastics right now? You bet your sweet ass I am. Am I talking like Robert Evans and the kid stays in the picture? Oh, you're goddamn right. But here's the thing. I don't know how to do this alone. So Chocolate Dad, you're the dad of the week. The good news is we're going to start the show, and we have a great guest this week. You may have seen him on Insecure. He's, he's actually just become a new cast member on Bless This Mess on ABC. He's a hilarious stand-up comic. And honestly, I think he has one of the best speaking voices. Because like after sitting down with him, I was like, man, I want to do an impression of him. But then I don't know how to do impressions, so I couldn't. So please give a warm welcome. A warm, your two dads welcome to Langston Kerman. Have you ever wondered where your family comes from? Well, I'm Sean O'Connor, and I'm here to say I'm pretty sure my family comes from Ireland. But this is what's so great. Like, we think that I'm 100% Irish, but with Ancestry.com, I could find out that I'm probably only like 71% Irish. And that way, I will ruin my mom's entire living room. If you go into my mom's living room, it is all shamrocks, and Ancestry.com can ruin that. I love that idea. That's why I'm using Ancestry DNA. Ancestry DNA gives you so much more than just the places you're from. Ancestry connects you to the places in the world where your story started using precise geographic detail and clear-cut historical insights. You can find out that your grandfather, your great-grandfather was a sea captain, and you can find out that your great-grandmother was a mermaid. I don't know if that's true about you, but it's definitely true about me. You can even trace your ancestors' journeys over time, following how and why your family moved from place to place. I'm assuming it was because of potatoes. 
And to amplify your results, you can start a free trial on Ancestry and build a tree so your ancestors become more than just a name. So this is what's kind of exciting. I use Ancestry. I found out that I'm like 12 cousins removed from Sinead O'Connor. My name's Sean O'Connor. It kind of makes sense. Uh, the Irish were very like tribal people. But finding out for certain that like somewhere around like the 1500s, if we were both born at the same time, we are direct cousins, that's exhilarating to me. She sings my favorite song, Nothing Compares to You, and now she's my cousin 400 times removed. And I can now go up to Sinead O'Connor and be like, my name's Sean O'Connor, we're related. And then she's like, how? And I'm like, it's really complicated, but let me just pull up my Ancestry.com account, and then bam, and then we're best friends forever because we're cousins. So go to Ancestry.com slash podcast today for 20% off your Ancestry DNA kit. That's Ancestry.com slash podcast for 20% off your Ancestry DNA kit. Ancestry.com slash podcast. What's the premise of what blessed this mess? Uh, two people move from New York City to like middle of nowhere, Nebraska, uh-huh. and basically take over a dead lady's farm. Okay. Um, and I uh, play Pam Greer's son on the show. Who oh, wow. Happens to live in that town and like is a part of this new community for these two uh, transient people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. That's super cool to play Pangrew's son. Yeah, she's dope. Uh, yeah. She's a nice lady. I mean, just such a legend. I know. Yeah. That, like, she's eh. disgusting. She eh. talks about a lot of disgusting things. <laughs> really? <laughs> in a way that's endearing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she started in like like the Grindhouse era, like of yeah. just like just like being like busty women fighting crime. Like, yeah, that was yeah, like exploitation stuff. Every single movie, like yeah, she was the the first black superhero almost. Yeah, for us, you know, or at least and now like, you're her son. Now I'm her son. <laughs> now I bring shame to this family. What was the first experience you had with her that was like? Whoa, I was not expecting her to say something like that. Uh, so immediately she sort of has been going into this character of like treating me like I'm her actual son. Okay. And so like literally upon meeting her, she was like, ah, my son, 54 hours of birth. I had to get that big head in between my legs oh. and get it out of there. And it's like, oh, hi, my name's Langston. Hey, hey good to meet you. Pam, we're a big fan of your work. Uh, <laughs> She's like, work, you mean labor? <laughs> right. It's just this very weird thing of like you're in character but i don't know you well enough to be playing in that yeah. yet and yeah. she's yeah. like daniel day lewis yeah on a nbc and a much more minor thing yeah abc, <laughs> ABC Watch your mouth. i'm so sorry don't we worry. represent the disney corporation i wow. think i don't know how that works anymore is that f- do you get um access to all the disney stuff now like can you go to no. disneyland for free and stuff no fuck no no i'm not i'm I'm a regular, but I'm real low on that regular. Oh, yeah. They, they're not doing that for me. Oh, man. I'm sure if I in, created the show and had a little more power, they, they'd be more interested in that. But no. So if you went to Disneyland and you were like, I'm on Bless This Mess, they'd be like, cool, $180, please. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're like, dope, man. Good luck. I hope, that, <laughs> hope those 13 episodes work out for uh-huh. you. Yeah. Where are you from originally? I'm from Chicago. Well, I'm from Oak Park, Illinois, which mm-hmm. is a a quaint suburb right outside of Chicago. Yeah, is that where McDonald's like headquarters is? Uh, no, that's Oak Brook. Oh. Uh, but but yeah, it's close. That so Oak Brook is like 
a further out suburb. Um, Oak Park is literally the first suburb on the west side. So oh, okay. like we are adjacent to Austin, which is, you know, infamous as like a bad neighborhood in Chicago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Oak Park is where like the Frank Lloyd Wright houses are. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, it's like a very like opposite of whatever like that. Do you own of any of those? I, I own many. He is not happy about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever yeah. been in one? They're short. Did you know that? No, I didn't. I, I saw one in person, and he built he builds everything low. Yeah, and it's like strange. You're, like for little people. I don't. I don't. I don't know if it's a design. <laughs> yeah, that's what it feels like. He was a game changer. Yeah. He really, uh, no, I. I honestly, because they do tours of them mm. all around, like the my town, I guess, and uh, I've always made a point of not wanting to go because my dad's wife was really into it, and mm-hmm. I hate her. So whoa, like, okay, yeah. all right, you like that shit? It's whack. I fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah. I'm never going anywhere near it. I don't trust this motherfucker, Frank Lloyd Wright. No. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he's making houses for little people. Yeah, he's making houses for the small, and I like the small people, but not the way he does it. <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh you don't have kids right i do not have kids do i don't know why you, you guys want wanted me here huh we want you here because <laughs> yeah. we haven't had like yeah. a young person that doesn't have kids yet and yeah. you know this is yeah. great that's interesting to us cool. <laughs> what's it like to not have kids i don't remember I, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like kids. Do you think about it ever? A lot, actually. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting married in two weeks. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to Pam and- Greer. To Pam Greer. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> it's going to be a weird incestual thing, but we'll make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah, I'm getting married in two weeks, and we're pretty excited about it. My girl, in particular, is like a big, yeah, let's do it immediately. Have kids. kids yeah, oh, yeah. And I, uh, I'm i into that. It's good. Someone should have a strong opinion about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, I mean, when you're both like, eh, who cares? Bringing <laughs> <laughs> <Like, laughs> someone into the world is not the best thing, yeah. but I feel like that is more like my wife and i had like one conversation uh, we i we just talked about this like uh last week we had one conversation where we were like do you want to have kids you want to have kids and we were both like yeah and then we were like let's try and then she was pregnant like two weeks later holy yeah. shit and then in my head now i'm like damn it's just so easy to have kids it really is <laughs> I, like, if you if you worked really hard why are all these people struggling with yeah. this doctors yeah. you don't need doctors no you just you know have sex one time you have a short conversation you bone once as a uh, <laughs> as a dude okay i can see like i it's hard for me to believe that a woman is like because a lot of them are very psyched yeah. To have kids. But the process of getting of being pregnant and giving birth is so scary it's to terrifying. me intellectually yeah. that like I just can't imagine being like, Yes, let's do it. Right. I'd be like, I think I want to do this, but I'm so scared. Yeah. You know? I couldn't imagine even the idea of like having to transform my body for work is yeah. daunting. Yeah. To like, lose five pounds. You're yeah, like, oh, I don't know, man. How could I ever? <laughs> but it's been the same this whole time. But that's a good point, though, because you got to think, like when Christian Bale and his wife talked about having yeah. kids, he was like, do you know what I do to my body <laughs> <laughs> for this family? <laughs> do you know what I do to my body that I didn't have to do because prosthetics could have done it for me? Yeah. <laughs> but I chose to do it anyway. <laughs> because so. I yelled at that man and this is the way that I make up for it. 
That's cool. That, that is, it's so brave, though, to just be like, let's do it. I can't wait. Yeah. It's no, nice. I'm, I'm not fighting it at all. I think uh, it's exciting. I used to be a high school teacher. Oh, wow. Um, and I think that that has, in a lot of ways, sort of prepared me for the idea of like what it means well, to be around kids. Because you've seen them at their worst. I've seen them at their worst. So Is, is high school the worst? Do you think? I do not. I think that middle school is the absolute. That's what I was going to think. Yeah, humans are like in our in our development. You know, obviously the terrible twos is a terrible stage, but there's still a very cute, endearing. Part. It's an innocent terrible. Exactly. Yeah. Like you, you, even at your most malicious, you still can't hurt me. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's you're you're harmless to yeah. a certain extent, but then middle school is when you actually have real potential to do damage in the world and want to, and your brain has built a, a real reasoning to it yeah. for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fucking nuts. So, so you you define that as like sixth through eighth. Yes. Great. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. yeah, that that is like the prime time where I remember like uh, a school in my town where like kids were getting like stabbed with like protractors. And stuff. <laughs> 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 Wait, like this was a real breakout. It was like, a break. Uh, there are so I there was a Catholic school Saint Anne's that I went there, and then there there was a public school Bulger, and at Bulger they had three kids stabbed with protractors. Holy shit! By three different kids because like sixth or eighth grade, like everyone's like this little raging sociopath because yeah. they don't know right from wrong. Yeah, and like you're getting picked on because yeah. like everyone's insecure, and people were just getting stabbed with protractors. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Did anybody were there? Were we talking like real stabbings? Like. like like, like in the like arm and stuff. No one died or anything. <laughs> like but, real but, hospital visits. Yeah, hospital like, visits. Like shit. yeah, protractors. Uh, it's a protractor, pointy. right? Or is it? Yeah, yeah it's no, a you're protractor. Tra- yeah, it has a little. It has a little metal. I mean, it's like yeah. a dart. Yeah, it's basically. insane that for years we had full ass metal protractors because yeah. now they do plastic ones and they yeah. like dull the the. Tip. Yeah, because you don't need it to be a point. No, like no. a sharp metal. You're point. not. You're not Frank Lloyd Wright. Yeah. <laughs> 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 just coming home with a briefcase yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> these, these buildings aren't adding up Franklin Wright drawing a fucking circle Franklin Wright had a sling blade protractor that he would go he was terrifying you're in the wrong side of town about to design your shit no it's yeah they were fucking they were basically ice picks yeah like you have like an ice pick this big that you could just murder someone like you know if you tried to like get on a plane with a protractor that is getting confiscated. Oh, absolutely. No possible way. And like you're giving them to seventh graders for, yeah. <laughs> for to draw circles. <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't even let me get on a plane with a gun. <laughs> How uh, unreasonable is that? It's not even pointy. Uh, the what what age were you? What grade were you and uh, subject were you teaching? Uh, I taught ninth, eleventh, and twelfth grade English, uh, and I did it for three years full time. And then I taught basically another like three or four years and like various versions of part time work, like Mm -hmm. doing after school programming Mm -hmm. or like uh, tutoring and educational support. Did you do that because you were transitioning into comedy or? Yeah, I mean, by the time I started teaching, I was already doing comedy, but teaching, you know, for at least at first felt like a pretty reasonable option for Mm -hmm. being able to like make a living and also be out at night. 
Um, that should ju- just teach everyone, though, like how little you make in comedy is that te- you have to teach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if teaching is where the money is coming from. <laughs> yeah, I got a teaching job and really rubbed my but hands there's together. Of, there's a lot of prep. There's a lot of prep. And well, that was the, that's the thing. I right? think that was the thing that sort of made me need to step away from it. Yeah. Was like I realized pretty quickly into it that like it's not oh, like UPS driver where you just no, show up and start your ship. I'm it's shortchanging like, these kids really <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. in a way that like i can't justify and i liked I it i like i love the kids i love the yeah. the work itself but like when you have to grade essays and then plan you know four different lessons the next day and you also have to do two sets mm-hmm. somebody's missing out and i got dreams so yeah what do yeah, we yeah, do? yeah. You know what I mean? you're like this comedy bit's coming along but it's not like ruin their lives good yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> did you so did you teach in chicago i taught a year in chicago and then i taught two years in boston and then like the all the part-time work was in new york oh okay yeah what do you what's your takeaway about teenagers like from that experience are they because i think i think most adults who don't have experience with teenagers are afraid of them uh they are terrifying people yeah i would i'd be lying if i said every you know the first week of school is like prison as far as I'm, you just got to show your dominance. Yeah, you you sort of pick out the biggest one and you you make a scene and like you do the really yeah like there were especially with the I don't s- mean physical you don't mean physical no you no mean no like, yeah. uh, I never you kick the shit up <laughs> <laughs> teenager you hold a protractor to their neck <laughs> until everybody's learned their lesson. I just want our listeners to know that you're not doing <laughs> no I you don't hit the kids no. but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, you know, I had to, I definitely had to assert my dominance with like the people who were sort of like the alphas of those rooms. Right. And in, especially in my case, when I started, I think I was 23 years old. Oh my God. So 22 maybe. So, yeah, it was, so you're like four years removed from being that kid. Yeah. Exactly. And like they, do they, they know, know that? that? Oh, they do. They know don't that. know how old you are, but they know you're not the same as the counterparts. Right, they know you're not as old as like, like the forty-five year old, yeah. exactly. And so there's a part of them that's like, nah, like you're right. you're like us. You're mm-hmm. not what they are, so therefore we're the same, and I'm going to treat you as such. And you have to remind them very quickly, like, nah, I don't like y'all. What like, can you do? I mean, I don't know how much disciplinary action you can like exert. Um, a lot. I mean, you can hit them, right? <laughs> you got to hit them. Uh, no, a lot of it is uh, social equity, right? Mm-hmm. Like the more that you can sort of demonstrate that that you have the power to embarrass them. Yeah. The more they are compliant with the things that you. So humiliation so, tactics. Humiliation are good. is everything. I mean, that. that actually perfectly makes sense because as yeah. a teenager, like every moment is kind of humiliating. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I very much remember like the times I was like dressed down by a teacher and just being like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, are, you, are, you're, you have the power now. Yeah. Well, that I remember being like, I'm in charge. Yes. Like I could look at a teacher and like make them feel small. Uh-huh. And then once that power went to them i was uh 
I, it was like cutting my dick off. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Mulaney has that really funny bit where he like walk past those eighth graders and they're like, ah, he's got, he's got girly hips or something like yeah. that. He's like, no, that's the thing I'm most embarrassed about. <laughs> it's like they have that. Yeah. They, they can zero in on that in part because they're constantly self-aware. Yeah. They're and like eat, hating themselves. Right. So they know what you hate in you. And at the moment that you can sort of like, like you said, take back that energy energy yeah you now have the ability to to teach them to do read. you remember a specific <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. do you remember a specific like thing you did to a kid to like show them like oh, i know it's i know it's asking a lot but I'm, no, i just no, want to no, know no, how I'm, far you can go where you're not like over the line you can kind of i've talked to uh will miles who's also very yeah, he was, yeah, he, he, was yeah no, he he also did comedy or did teaching and we talked about it but like you can kind of say anything you want about them as long as you aren't crossing the line of something that they can't control so like right uh, like we talked about it like you can't make fun of a poor kid for being poor right because that's some mean shit that he can't control his family whatever but you can totally make fun of him for being bummy just because he dressed poorly (laughs) you know what i mean so it's like that level of like if you make fun of me i'm gonna make fun of you Mm -hmm. i'm and i'm gonna win because i'm better at talking than you are you're a, a 12 year old also i've been doing open mics for six weeks (laughs) (laughs) gotten pretty good at it i'm definitely in the top three funniest people in this room right now (laughs) well that that part is the sad part when they make fun of you in a way that like you know it's good it's like damn that was funny as hell yeah all right okay i guess we're gonna get back to chaucer i'm really uh, i'm really uh, i'm not wearing this again (laughs) you're right this shirt is too big I knew it when I put it on. God damn it. All right. Uh, so do you have any experience with young kids? Like you, you're, you're going to have kids soon. Uh, you th- maybe, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty well. obvious he's going to have kids soon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, are you like. We've already had the talk. Two weeks from now, yeah. there's going to be a baby in there. Are you uh, looking. For, are you a little more nervous about a young kid than you are older kids because of the experience thing or um i honestly i think i'm i'm scared of a brand new baby Mm -hmm. that's that's terrifying it is it is the first year i was not it gets all right so when julian had his daughter yeah like my wife just kept going hold her and i'm like no it's, yeah i remember it was hard so, to get sean to hold my baby yeah it was yeah. like because like it in my hard it, to get sean to i kept hold shoving her baby. at him and he was like ah. <laughs> in, in my head it's like a gummy worm like like yeah. a, a trolley gummy worm that has bones that can break yes they can't though no i know i know <laughs> their bones like, are like butter <laughs> their bones are butter which is also scary That's also terrifying yeah i know and like but once you have your own kid, like you realize kind of early on how easy it is to do all those things. And yeah. like that fear kind of goes away. I mean, there were a few times because their necks are just like, like right. yeah. all over the place that like maybe I gave them whiplash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I remember Goldie fell off a couch one time when she was a baby. And I was like, it, when she was in midair, I was like freaking out, right? right. Like in the one second that it took her to fall. Right. And I was like, oh, f- <laughs> And then she hit the ground, and the way her body reacted to it, I was like, "Oh, it's fine." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "There's nothing that could have gone." Oh, we can do this. They're some like more. built to fall off of things. <laughs> yeah, I also always think like my friend Matt. Right before I had a, a 
baby, he told me like the first time he held his son, he accidentally stuck his finger in the soft spot in uh-huh. his head, and nothing Fuck. happened. Yeah, and he was bold. like, "That's that's a myth." Yeah, he was like, it's a myth. <laughs> he, he <laughs> "There's was, no like, soft spot." He's like, "Oh, this is gonna be way easier than I thought." They, <laughs> I they act it, they act like it's the reset button on an Apple <laughs> computer, but it's it's fine. No, I I'm the oldest of five. Oh wow! One of oh, so them, you have tons of resp- uh, experience. With yeah, one of them is literally twenty three years younger than I am. Mm-hmm. So oh. I I am not unfamiliar with yeah. like. See, I what didn't have any to... experience for yeah. like since I was a kid. But well, even with I mean, that, you were like... dating children for a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even with that, though, there's like you're when you're a, a sibling, you get like three hours a day of responsibility tops yeah yeah. being a fucking parent means that you have to be constantly aware of whether or not this thing is breathing but it is a great training i mean three hours a day is great training for being an adult i mean meg my fiance she um she was the oldest of of uh of three like or four total but she she was like ready to be a mom by the time she yeah. was because it's like you know she like raised her do- her sisters right you know yeah no I definitely feel like I got some good uh, baby experience mm-hmm. but, but yeah. I'm terrified there's nothing more there's nothing scarier because like everything that you like put your baby in has like these like weird warnings on it about mm-hmm. like uh <laughs> like SIDS and like yeah it it became like a weird obsession of mine of like reading just to make sure this didn't happen and, right. I, and my wife was like why do you care like why there's nothing you, you can do about yeah, it yeah there's nothing you could do about it and i'm like ah no nah. there is because there's a warning on the crib so that i know if i that have a baby cat. swing <laughs> might be the secret yeah. i might have figured it out yeah. call science yeah. <laughs> once i find out that there's no like way to do anything about it i'm like i do whatever i can to put it out of my head because yeah. i will go crazy if i think like i have something to do with it oh see i i think i'm much closer to sean on that you'd I, be obsessed with i it? think i'll constantly be thinking i don't want to read it. 70 articles oh. about a kid that died in his crib. I mean, no, it's like, neither do I. But I my don't want... brain won't allow me to <laughs> yeah. do it. Yeah, no, like you're like you're fighting with yourself. You're yeah. like, I I don't want to read this, but at the yeah. same time, your brain's like, but it's out there and it has all the information that you could possibly put into me. Yeah. I need to know that information. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, okay, brain, yeah. and let's do it. And then your dick is like, so we're just not going to drink off today. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll find time. We'll find time. Don't worry. <laughs> all right, we'll be right back with more your two days. Hello, this is Sean O'Connor, a.k.a. Sean O'Connor, a.k.a. Nugget, a.k.a. Don Juan DeMarco, and I'm here to talk to you about BetterHelp. Listen, guys, it's hard to be happy. I mean, I know this. That's why I'm so heavily medicated. But also this year I started therapy and it has helped me smile more. And I wish there was a way for better help. Well, guess what? I'm here to talk to you about a company called BetterHelp. BetterHelp is online counseling that's there for you. You don't have to go into like a uh, this weird studio and sit next to other depressed people anymore. You could do this from the comfort of your own home. 
you basically what happens is you connect with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. And like, here's what you do. You put in headphones so that way no one can hear that you're actually getting therapy. You could do this in a Starbucks if you want. And this is what's also great is like there's so much like clock watching when you're at therapy. And this is like you get help on your own time. It's like hard to do that most of the time because like you'll call up and they're like, I can only do Tuesday at 6 a.m. No, this is you get to pick your own time and you get to do it at your own pace. You schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your therapist. I didn't even know my therapist's name for the first three months I went to therapy. Seriously, she caught me looking at her diploma, and and I had to be like, oh, that's a good school you went to, Amanda. But here, like, you get to actually chat and text with your therapist, which is great, because, like, that's how we have a, my therapist and I have, like, a, a strong boundary between us, and I would love to be able to text message her going like, hey, today sucks. Can you tell me that I'm being crazy or if the world's being crazy? But now you get to do this with BetterHelp. You have licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression. Got it. Stress. Got it. Anxiety. Got it. Relationships. Have one. Sleeping. I'm not good at it. Trauma. I maybe have that. Anger. You know it. Family conflicts, not really, but I do fight with my family about politics. LGBT matters, this does not apply to me yet. Grief, who knows? And self-esteem, I don't have any. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Your Two Dads with Sean and Julian listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code 2DADS. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash 2DADS. That's the number 2, DADS. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash 2DADS. The number 2, DADS. Betterhelp.com. Because we all need a little help. And we're back with your two dads, but Sean's gone. Sean's dead. Yeah, we still got Langston Kerman, which is great, but Sean had to go to a job. And uh, it's almost like he's a a real dad because he left us to go work. (laughs) (laughs) Now we know what it feels like. To go figure ourselves out. Now we can do whatever we want. But we'll probably get in trouble when, you know, he comes back. Yeah. But he's not coming back. He's not coming back. No, <laughs> don't. And you know what? The more you tell yourself he is going to come back, the worse yeah. it's going to feel. That's when it really starts to hurt. It's yeah. Like, You're oh, the man I'm... of the house now, Langston. <laughs> I, I wasn't ready for this responsibility, <laughs> but here we are. Uh, so you grew up in outside Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was like a blue collar, middle class, like uh, Pretty suburb? middle class middle suburb. Class. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chicago's weird because it's, it's literally, the. in my opinion, I don't have uh, statistical evidence of this, but I do think it's maybe the most segregated city city in america i've heard that um and i think la is pretty bad la is bad but there are sections of intermixing yes there aren't many sections of intermixing really it's like that everything is sort of the neighborhood as it was originally branded so Mm -hmm. like literally my neighborhood is one of the weird sort of like mixed havens but it's a suburb and then like the first neighborhood into the city (laughs) your neighborhood's like an experiment yeah exactly it was an accident yeah like somehow it's been managing to work out but like the first 
like uh, neighborhood in is all black mm-hmm. and the next neighborhood after that is all Mexican mm-hmm. and then the next neighborhood after that is all Puerto Rican and then that eventually turns into like gentrifiers it and sounds delicious people. by the yeah. way <laughs> no matter <laughs> no, where you stop <laughs> and as long as you uh, are welcomed in those communities which most of you aren't yeah. uh, you know it, it, it actually uh, explains why I think some people were looking back at some 80s like the John Hughes movies which are famously filmed yeah. around in the Chicago suburbs almost exclusively. Right. Um, you know, for a while there when we were becoming more progressive as a culture, we were looking back at movies and being like, Jesus, there's like no representation sure. in a lot of these movies. And John Hughes got it real bad because there's literally no black people in any of the movies. But he wasn't wrong. But that's literally what he knew. Yeah. Is and what honestly, you're telling me. He is was that articulating like, what that actual experience was, yeah. which is like... He wasn't removing black people no, from... No. I, I mean, sure, you could make that argument with like some of the Ferris Bueller moments where he does go into, into Chicago, city, sure, and then that starts to. But get, there's probably black people in those parts. I forget. But I, don't I don't know. Maybe I not. I don't remember any. But <laughs> <laughs> I know there's. A I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Of parts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I yeah, I'm not sure, but I do think that like for the most, but like part, the suburban high school stuff, he's doing the right thing. Yeah, he's telling you exactly what that white ass neighborhood is. <laughs> so you know, I'm not. Mad and those at kids had problems. Yeah, for you know? sure. <laughs> like uh, ill-fitting sweaters and whatnot. Uh-huh, you know, detention. It you was gotta a struggle. Detention. Uh, so, do, so you went to an actual kind of mixed school. Yeah, uh, for the most part, I would say that my school was like thirty percent black, and then wow, like uh, predominant, obviously predominantly white. Yeah, but that's a good mix other. anywhere. To be yeah, honest, yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, I'm not mad. Outside at of it. Atlanta, I don't think there's any like fifty fifties. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it's uh, it's actually become blacker since I left. Mm-hmm. Um, which obviously the locals aren't happy about, but I think, uh, I call it progress. Sure. <laughs> uh, you're very brave. In did that you, way. uh, so, you, um, what kind of, what style dad was your dad? Was he strict? Was he? No, my dad, uh, I think my dad grew up with a much stricter dad mm-hmm. and he subsequently like military strict or yeah, he was a, he was a, my grandfather was a, uh, army doctor. Oh, wow. Um, and like jumped out of airplanes and shit. Oh, my God. Uh, so like he had that. It's so hard then, to argue with those dads. Yeah. <laughs> but he was like a he was more doctor than he was like an army dude. Mm-hmm. But he was enough army dude that like my dad sort of I think had he had just a, a very like a uh, hard formed like dad, like one of those mm-hmm. like strict opinions, strict routines, rules, routines. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think my dad sort of did the opposite and isn't like much of a disciplinarian. Never. He's really like put. a baby. He's a, like a baby boomer rebella like rebel yeah a little exactly bit. he yeah. sort of pushed back on a lot of that stuff and i think subsequently he picked up all the uh lack of communication that you get from a dad who's in the army oh none yeah of the none of the on the emotional rules. side yeah exactly yeah. he's not a great communicator with like emotions but he is a very like thoughtful dude in that mm-hmm. like he let me sort of be who i wanted to be and like comedy never once even came up of being like i don't think you should do that right or like that's cool that's not worth pursuing he just was you like know what's okay funny yeah i guess there's all these uh well i remember at least when i started but like there's when you say you're a comedian people always uh and i don't know if they do this anymore because now i feel like in 2019 everybody's like follow your dream right yeah. but even when i started like uh almost 20 years ago 
people were like, what did your parents say? That was like a right. huge question back then. I feel like it's not even a question anymore. Yeah, I don't think people get asked that the same mm-hmm. way, but also the world is ending, so it kind of makes sense. There's no real jobs anyway, yeah. so what do you, you know? <laughs> it's like your dad drives for a lift. Who yeah. is he to be like, oh, what are you doing with your life? You know what I mean? This is, I yeah. I mean, I'm, and my parents were also very much rebelled, rebelled against like yeah. the establishment or whatever. What so when doing? I said I was, oh, like, what do you got? Like okay. that's what they did, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. They were like day laborer people. Like they would do anything. They okay. would do odd jobs. They were they they made uh, they were wage workers their whole lives. But they Hard. would skip around and you know. So when people were like, you know, what, how did your parents react? And I was like, I'm going to have the most stable job <laughs> of yeah, anyone yeah. in my family. So they don't care about that, right? Yeah. yeah no, I think cool. I think my dad was just excited that like I in theory was going to be able to live independent of yeah. like his what if it worked out the yeah. little bit of money he had. If I could manage to do it without him, he's fine. That's great. He doesn't give a shit. What uh, is there anything from his style that you're gonna try and like? Because no, no parent's perfect, and that doesn't mean you gotta like judge him for it. Yeah. But is there anything he that you want to do a little bit differently than he did? Uh, yeah. There's a bunch of stuff. I, I think idealistically, I, yeah. I would like to be different. <laughs> when it actually comes up, you're like, fuck it, I'll do it the same. Yeah. No, I think you know. Obvious. I we sort of t- touched in on it. I th- I think my dad is uh, a very very kind person who uh, struggles with any sort of like uh, intensive emotional conversations. Mm-hmm. Being emotionally present is really hard for super hard anyone really, but in, and older I, generations. I recognize it in myself mm-hmm. uh, that that also is a struggle for me and it's been an active, and I think comedy sort of helps with that where it's like you kind of are forced to dig into yourself in a way that like you didn't want to have to if you're looking for extra bits. Yeah. Uh, and so I think think that i want to be able to create that kind of dialogue with my kid more actively as opposed to when we sort of get cornered and turn into like animals and just yeah. have to talk you right know what i mean that's um, good yeah be yeah. a little more proactive emotionally and yeah, be like what's exactly. going on with you it's okay to feel you yeah, can tell yeah, me yeah. what yeah let's yeah you'll see me cry i'll see, see you cry we'll do the thing i have see that that's where i think comedy I understand your point. The initial thing of like mining yourself for material is important and the best comics should be doing that. But here's the problem. I think a lot of times comedy when in the process of making people laugh and I can't believe I'm about to quote this, but I guess Uh I am. Uh She talked about it in the net in in, uh, whatever, where it's like you take the pain and then you make it palatable for everyone. Right. Right. And in that, that's the craft. And mm-hmm. it does help people to laugh at stuff, and it's yeah. like important to reveal that. But in the process of making that kind of an armor that you can wield and like feel better about and like use in a room, you're like, yeah, I felt bad about this thing, but now that I'm telling you about it, I'm making it funny. I'm yeah. making it fun. There's a part, there's a detachment that has to happen there. And I think as a comedian who became a dad, I had to deconstruct. Uh, what do you? What am I trying to say? I had to undo that detachment sure. i had to be like oh I i'm not allowed that. to detach from it i need to stay in it yeah and not give her the like defense mechanism version and i i to the to your point i do and it's think hard. that that's it's really hard but i think anyway. that that's part of being a human mm-hmm. not just being a comic sure. right that like at the end of the day i define myself mostly as a comedian but i do think that there's still like emotional work that i have to do even beyond the things that i pretend to have made peace with most of the jokes that i've that i've sort of written that dig into my emotional self is me projecting 
accepting the idea of having made peace with something. Sure. I'm di- I didn't actually make peace with this. Yeah, shit. I'm still pissed. I just figured, <laughs> right. I figured out a way to articulate this so that you guys can laugh at it. And yeah. I can seem more confident than I actually am. I had a I had a long story about my mom's. Uh, my mom remarried this fucking nightmare. Yeah. This fucking nightmare. This rural Tennessee biker dude. Holy shit. And I told a long story about that yeah. uh, in my act for a while. And I made it sound like I was cool with it. And I was at when that was like being on TV and shit, I was still absolutely not cool yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, I got three stepdads. I get it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm three D, baby. Fuck three mics with Neil Brennan. You should be three stepdads with I just Claire. talk into the back of a man I don't like's head. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um no i yeah i do think that that to your point i think that that's part of the extra work right like we get to do the bits we get to do things to project the idea of confidence but at the end of the day we also have to come back and go all right but what do you actually feel like right. where are you in this space and i think as a father i imagine i have no idea but as a father you also have to do that emotional work with your kid mm-hmm. where it's like yes i am making fun of this thing yes i am sort of projecting a confidence about this but i also still am a person vulnerable to a lot of things mm-hmm. and i want to be able to share that with you too they need to see it yeah exactly they need to see it or they'll yeah. think they have to shut it down right yeah then they turn in and i weird. i wish i was doing a better job at it i maybe i'm doing better than i think but sure. it's it's tough man i don't like it i still don't like it i still don't like sitting in a feeling and just like not moving on yeah like it's tough man i think think the older i get too though i think part of it is just like there's no correct way to do most of these things right that like you show (laughs) you're not gonna get a grade no you show the right amount of vulnerability and then they figure out what kind of vulnerability they are able to show but Mm -hmm. like you show too much and they're gonna judge you for that it's just part of the deal (laughs) yeah i don't know yeah don't ever think it you'll go crazy yeah exactly all right it's like the thing with the soft spot that you were saying (laughs) if you don't believe in it it's fine We're all just pressing the soft spot. (laughs) What up, world? It's me, the Sean Man from the Your Two Dads podcast. I don't know why I keep calling myself the Sean Man when the Ocon Man is a way better nickname. But hey, whatever. This is just something I'm stressing out about. I wish there was a better way for me to stress out or fix this stress. Well, guess what? There is. It's called Simple Habit. How hard is it to meditate? For me, it's incredibly hard. Every time I try to meditate, I close my eyes, I try to shut off the world, and then I keep saying to myself, who do I think I am meditating? So then I'm just talking to myself, making fun of myself. There is a better way. It's about time we make meditation a good habit. And that's why Simple Habit is the meditation app for you. I think we could all benefit from meditation. Like, it could put us at ease. Like, even like, you know when you're stuck in traffic and the whole time you're just like looking at everyone going like, I wonder if I just drove my car into them, if they'd realize I'm having a bad day. Well, guess what? Think about that no more. Because you could put this app on and just ease your mind while you're stuck stuck in traffic. Because nothing is that bad bad. So you're probably going like, what's so special about Simple Habit? Well, here's what's so special. There's hundreds of meditations available for free. That's incredible. Like, this is an app that teaches you how to meditate. And again, I don't know how to do that. I need I needed this. Like, this has actually eased my mind. Because like right now, I've been in a very stressful uh, work environment, and I've needed this. I've been using it. It's, it's incredible. 
and it's practical. Meditations that help with specific problems in your life. Nervous about a big meeting at work? I'm always nervous about those. Parenting issues? Always. Like, it's so stressful. I feel like I'm missing my son grow up in front of my eyes, and I need to relax about that, and that's why Simple Habit is helping me out. This app isn't just teaching you to meditate for the sake of meditating or that it is good for you. It's teaching you the right way to meditate, which is important. Therapists and life coaches bring a secular approach to mindfulness with this app, and they also have spiritual content if that's what you're looking for. It's super convenient. It has short meditations that can be consumed in five minutes. It's important to meditate on the go, I have always said. You don't need to sit in the lotus position with eyes closed in a completely silent room. No, you can walk in the city and do meditations. You can meditate while you're doing the dishes. You can meditate while you're watching Succession on HBO. Now, here's what I have to tell you to do. Go to simplehabit.com slash two dads. That's the number two dads. Uh for a 30% off premium subscription for the first 50 listeners. That's go to simplehabit.com slash two dads, the number two dads. Simplehabit.com slash two dads, the number two dads. And if you use that link, they'll know you're from the Year Two Dads podcast. And I don't know what that means, but it probably means something good. Bye. All right, you want to play a game? Yeah. All right, we're going to play Dream Dad. Okay. And it's if you didn't have your dad, sure. let's say your dad got shot out of a cannon into space, okay? It's yeah. not your fault. You didn't press the button. But you don't have a dad. What dad, starting today, would you want? It can be a, it could be a cartoon. It could be a real guy. It could be- Holy shit. This and is, why would uh, you want him? Yeah. Um, we do a different one every, almost every week. So right. my first one- was uh, oh Sean's was Tom Selleck just because he seemed so, That's so perfect dick. looking. He just looks like a perfect. My dad, dad has that same mustache. Does so he? That, there's something uh, familiar in that. Yeah, that I, I like a lot. Uh, I did Huey Lewis and Sean made fun of me, but okay. he just seems like a dude who um, knows how to have a good time, doesn't yeah. take life too seriously, sure. but can write songs that uh, sh- you know the power of love. He can write it. He can write that song. Yeah, the first name or the first thing that popped in my head was like a James Avery Uncle Phil thing. Okay, that, that feels like a lot of people feel that way. I think we was Uncle Phil a good. He was a great dad. Was he a great dad? Because I haven't yeah. watched that show until Fresh Prince, right? Yeah, that we're yeah, talking yeah. About? I mean, so, he was super impatient with Will, but that wasn't his kid. That was right. just his wife's nephew. Looking back on it, he was a saint. Yeah, he should have <laughs> murdered that boy. As a teenager, you watch that show, and you're like, why is he so mean? And as an adult, you're like, I can't believe he had to take no, that, dick, that fucking, kid in. That that episode where he gets Will's money back in the in the pool shark shit, like, he, he's just, nah, he was the fucking best. He hugged Will when, Will, when his dad he left he mm-hmm. was a great guy yeah uh i think i think the correct answer though probably correct there's a correct answer there's a correct answer <laughs> ladies and gentlemen i've done the numbers and uh for me i think andre 3000 oh that's a good answer. one yeah. that's a good one he's he is all of the emotional he's a triple presence. threat he's yes. a triple threat i love a man that can sing dance, dance. rap act. act oh he's a quadruple he's, he's a, a quadruple threat. threat uh play clarinet at starbucks for no reason <laughs> uh yeah he's he's perfect he's mm-hmm. a great guy he's thoughtful um he's a little he's got social anxieties and so does he, he i didn't know that yeah that's why outcast isn't together anymore oh okay he, like really struggles with the idea of being 
out in the world at this I point. I did not know that. All right. Yeah. It's real. Well, it's not sad. It's cool. That He's he fine. <laughs> but that, that's that vulnerability we were talking about yeah. where it's like for years he projected this idea of like this sort of like person that was completely in control of their identity. And happy to be in the spotlight and, and all that. And then at some point he figured out who the fuck he was and now he has to also still be a parent and mm-hmm. like figure out what that means to raise Is he reclusive kid. now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, apparently, he just walks around L.A. constantly, and everybody. Oh, he's like, here. Yeah. Oh, I didn't People know. People just. Bump I thought he was still him. living in Atlanta for some reason. I think he probably has homes there. Mm-hmm. You know, they're pretty wealthy. I think guys. it's because I would live in Atlanta if I could. I, I love Atlanta. Yeah, it's a yeah, great town. It's I, great. I think if I had the option, I would not live in L.A. But, right. You know, I think. Well, a lot none of us would. People way. who are like, I just love it here, and I would live here anyway. I'm yeah. like, what is missing in your brain? Yeah, you're yeah. a liar. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> there is is you know you can make a decent life here but it's you know and you should but it's yeah. like yeah it's not would you still stand by huey huey lewis would you is he the he's okay he just seems like a guy who i don't know anything about him so that it's well he had a band called the news sure i knew that <laughs> i knew i know the basics okay yeah <laughs> what i like about him is uh he's that sincere he's really smart he went to harvard mm-hmm. um he had a, he has one of my favorite quotes about music which is he goes it takes me longer to sing my songs than it took me to write them yeah <laughs> and uh i like that he seems he's an artist but he also seems very straightforward and uncomplicated he doesn't seem right. like a neurotic person sure and i just like people that seem unbothered by um overthinking mm-hmm. and are just like doing life and okay. i and to write a bunch of love songs that are four minutes long that are just like feel good yeah is uh i just i feel i, I feel i like that brain yeah. you know what i mean and I, th- I feel like somebody like that knows who they are and it's like easy for them to, just to walk through life thing. it's yeah. like a center yeah i want like a centered person i get you that know? you know who else popped in my head who? that i i think uh conan o'brien oh yeah seems like he's a good uh, guy. i don't know i mean the he's irish the opposite of what you're describing the irish the runs deep in him yes. and i wonder if uh if he hits if, well no we were talking about emotional presence <laughs> yeah and i wonder if he's good at that see you know? i think that he has uh he has spent so much time self-reflecting and so much time sort of exposing mm-hmm. that he has reached that that thing that we were describing of realizing oh, okay i can't just make fun of my body i right. also have to help you figure out what your body is yeah doing yeah yeah and like all those things he's seen i listen to his podcast all the time and he yeah. seems like a little more centered that's good him. oh yeah. uh speaking of which um oh i didn't even do mine yet for this week so mine speaking of conan is yeah. stephen colbert oh really yeah i worked for colbert i did warm-up for that show for two years the report yeah. and uh I mean, he was like a throwback that you would never believe. Like yeah, he's yeah. just old fashioned, like manners, respect, funny, but not like border, uh, boundary crossing in sure. any way. Just like, uh, he's just an unreal dude. You just can't believe he's like. That that this kind of human still exists. That he's that funny and that like yeah. good as a person. That's it's just tight. so weird. So yeah, he would be great. That's comforting yeah. to hear. I, I would be a little scared of the uh, the, the religion okay There's a lot of religious stuff i've come around that. on uh on the religion thing because yeah. you know like anyone who didn't grow up with religion i was very you know 
wary of it and all that yeah. and even people that did grow up with religion yeah, are yeah, even yeah. more wary of it i i think we're all looking for the same thing and religion fills a, a, a spot yeah i'm not i don't think i'm as much uh i'm certainly not afraid of the possibility of believing i believe i think in the idea of like a higher power mm-hmm. but like anything that feels almost fanatical starts to make me nervous yeah and i'm not suggesting he's a fanatic but it is a, a faith beyond just like yeah i believe i don't care. it's weird to believe in the story yeah <laughs> I think it's weird to believe in the story. Yeah, the Christian story is like, weird. No, these are just uh, these They're are fables. fables for it's bedtime. fine. And if, yeah. and if you're if you're consider yourself a Christian, I don't know if you're allowed to believe in them as fables. Sure. I th- are you? I don't know. I don't know if you're allowed to be like. Yes, I what, know this shit didn't happen. It depends what flavor of Christian. You I guess. Are yeah. And how deep you are into it. Well, I want to be a flaming hot Cheeto Christian. <laughs> What's that one? That one sounds fun. Uh, I don't think they like those. Very much. <laughs> uh, well, you, this was great, man. Yeah. Thank I hope you, you had a good time. Me. This is great. And uh, I think you're going to be a good dad. But Thanks. who fucking knows? <laughs> Uh, so do you have anything you want to plug watch uh, Bless This Mess yeah watch Bless This Mess you got albums you got anything uh, like that you want to talk about it starts September 24th on ABC so that'll be cool and And that's with Dax Shepard Lake Bell yeah Dax Shepard Lake Bell Pam Greer Pam Greer Ed Begley Jr. a bunch of cool people Mm -hmm. and then uh, you can also check out my album it's called Light Skin Feelings is funny (laughs) and uh, yeah check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Langston Kerman that's great my album's called Lighter Skin (laughs) (laughs) and I did not like that he named it that (laughs) All right, thanks so much man thank you this has been a Comedy Central podcast. 